live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Toss me up, you can throw me down You can put me on a fast train out of town You can send me down the road, son You know when I won't look back You can have my liquor, you can have my wine You can have my money, you can have my time You can take it all, but I want my coffee black You can have my trouble, you can have my luck I'll pay you double if you take my junk You can hoss it off in a little old gun sack you can have my bacon, you can have my eggs, you can take my wagon, don't take my legs, you can have my monkey, but I want my coffee black. But don't take my fun, you can take the saddle right off my horse's back I'll hold your row, I'll haul your line If you want a little more sun, that's just fine Whatever you want, but I want my coffee black I'll walk your dog, I'll slop your hogs I'll run you down the river and all the log You can pile me up and put me in a long tall stack You can stop my grave, you can take my toes You can take me to the levee in a rubber tire hat You can have it all, but I want my coffee black All right kick things off on this Thursday. From Nashville, I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining me in Albuquerque, Mexico, is our most popular co-host and always vivacious Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. I'm getting ready to walk on air this weekend. What are you doing? I'm going to go to a honey festival here in Nashville. Yeah, fun. yeah, the Tennessee <laughs> Honey Fest. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'll, so I'll we've got fun. a we've got a great country singer named Mo Penny, who did a song called Honey, and he's gonna be uh, performing that live at the Honey Festival. And one of the judges, and our good friend Devin O'Day, is gonna be one of the uh-huh. judges. So we're gonna have a big uh-huh. time, and I expect we'll come back with a jar or two of Tennessee Honey. What you think? Oh, I bet you will. <laughs> I, <laughs> I bet, bet you will. will. I bet we well, will. Well, we have 
We have rainy skies today and tomorrow, but uh, Saturday we are one day, 18 hours and 55 minutes away from the annual Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. Oh, man. Man, (laughs) that is an awesome, awesome event that you've got going out there. They canceled that last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and it wasn't something you could do, you know, Facebook Live. Yeah, they can't, no. <laughs> they canceled it. So, um, but it is back on October second to the tenth, and uh, you can feel the excitement throughout Albuquerque. Most all hotels are at full occupancy, and um, I'm seeing a lot of um, pickup trucks um, uh, with uh, their trailers behind them with the name of their balloon. Um, on there, and you can just feel the excitement coming rolling into town. <laughs> well, it should be a lot, a lot of fun. But we have a lot of yeah. fun today on the Campfire Cafe. We have some good friends joining us. Tell us who we've got today. Oh, in the first hour, we have two favorites of ours, Alan and Jill Kirkham, uh, standing by. And who do we have in the second hour? Well, in the second hour, we're going to wrap our month of visits with equine therapy centers. So we're going to be right here in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to Thompson Station with Tennessee's Freedom Range Ranch. And we'll be talking with the founder, Carissa Ramsdale, along with her assistant, Rachel Capps. And they'll tell us all about the work that they're doing to help people with their equine therapy. This is going to be a great couple of hours on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. It's going to be a great way to start things out with Alan and Jill Kirkham, because right now we're going to play one of their great songs from their album, Ride, Cowboy, Ride. We'll be back in just a moment to talk with Alan and Jill Kirkham. Up in the morning at the break of day, you'll hear a big bearded cowboy at the chuck wagon say, Get around, boys, the coffee's hot on the fire. There's a full day of branding. For heating the iron's gonna smell that scorched hair and burn and hide. The horses are grain, boys are ready to ride. Roll up your bed rolls and jump in your boots. Daylight is wasting, boys, it's out of the chutes. Come on and ride, cowboy ride. Roll up your riatas and pull your sombreros down tight. We're gonna ride, ride, ride with the trail. You better drive, 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 or we'll leave you behind. Come on and ride, 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 cowboy, ride. Let's ride. Well, it's a beautiful morning. You've had a good rest. You ropers get ready to meet your best. Saddle your ponies and tighten your cinch. On your gloves and take your hat off the fence. We'll get the cattle to market, and after they're sold, you can all let your hair down, get lazy or bold. Ride into town to find a lady or two. Should take you by the arm and shake the dust off your boots. Come on and ride, cowboy, ride. Roll up your riatas and pull your sombrero down tight. We're gonna ride, ride, ride. We're you better drive, 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 or we'll leave you behind. Come on and ride, 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 cowboy, ride. 
Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Ride, Cowboy, Ride, performed by today's featured guests, Alan and Jill Kirkham, from their album, Cowboy Classics. Today's guests, Alan and Jill Kirkham, are traditional Western music husband and wife performing artists from Custer, South Dakota. Their mission is to keep the heritage of uniquely American Western music alive through performing their original and classic traditional Western music. Singer-songwriter Alan Kirkham can be heard on vocals, yodels, guitar, and mandolin, while Jill Kirkham is heard on vocals, storyteller, bass, bass, rather, and harmonica. They work as professional Western musicians in truck wagon and stage shows throughout the Black Hills and the American West. This talented duo has earned many accolades and honors, including the Academy of Western Artists 2019 Western Group of the Year, Legends of Dakota Country Music Hall of Fame inductees, and are members of the South Dakota Humanities Council Scholars. 2021 is a banner year with the launch of their Sunday radio broadcast, Circuit Writer Roundup with Alan and Jill on American Cowboy Radio and their recent nomination for the 2021 International Western Music Association Duo Group of the Year Award. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a couple known for their entertaining, engaging, and fun performances celebrating Americans' Western heritage and God's faithfulness. Alan and Jill Kirkham, welcome you guys. Hey, welcome. Uh, hello from the chilly Black Hills of <laughs> South Dakota. Good morning, Bobby Jean. Good morning, Gary. Yeah, she's not Good morning, It's mid-40s this morning here, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well, you know, we've had some days like that here in Tennessee. Oh, you know, 50s and, and, uh, and low 40s. Well, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> we were picking up Stacy from school the other day. And and I looked out across the campus and there was a groundhog running and he was headed to a building to get warm and I, and his coat was awful heavy and I thought you know that doesn't look good we're gonna have a nasty winter again yeah anyway we went to our gig last night there were about six raccoons all sitting alongside yeah. the road staring us as we drove by and I think they were doing laps trying to stay warm too. <laughs> <laughs> When do you guys get your first snow out there? Oh, my goodness. Well, it can happen literally any time. Last year, uh, September 8th, we had a foot of snow. Uh, I think the year before, on September 1st. So we're in the window now. It could happen literally any time. Wow, wow. Well, we were talking a little bit earlier about the fact that you guys had moved to uh, South Dakota from Colorado. Colorado gets most of their snow after the first of the year, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do. It's it's a very similar climate from Colorado Springs that we came from. Yeah, we're a little bit farther north, being in the Dakotas. Uh, so right. it, it does tend to – it seems like it comes more often here. In Colorado, you know, we'd have some pretty good dumps of snow, especially when they had those Albuquerque lows that would come in and dump. But here, uh, I used to be a weather guy in the Air Force way back oh, in the okay. day when I was in – listed before I was commissioned, and I decided last year that I would count the number of snowfalls. Yeah, it was depressing. We got up to number oh, wow. 40, and, and I decided oh, wow. that's enough. Oh, I wow. Stop, right? <laughs> wow. 
So you get some fronts coming in from Albuquerque. That's Bobby Jean's fault, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the coming part. Yeah, sure, everything comes yeah. in from Canada. Canada, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, this is fun talking about the weather, but we got to play some music. So we're going to yeah. play Spanish is the Loving Song. It's from the album Sunrise on the Prairie, one of the most beautiful songs that I've heard recorded. Let's take a listen to that, and we'll come back and talk more with Alan and Jill Kirkham today on the Campfire Cafe. Spanish is the loving tongue Soft as music Light as spray There was a girl I learned it from Living down Sonora Way Much like a lover Yet I say Her love words over Often when I'm all alone Mi amor Mi corazón Nights when she knew when I'd ride She would listen for my spurs Fling that big door open wide Raise those laughing eyes of her And my heart Wouldn't I stop beating When I heard Her tender greeting Whispered soft For me alone Me amore Me corazón But one time I had to fly For a foolish gambling fight And we said a swift goodbye On that black unlucky night When I loosed her arms from clinging With her words 
remember who's kept ringing As I galloped north alone In a more Never seen her since that night. I can't cross the line, you know. They want me for that gambling fight. Like as not, it's better so. Yet I've always sort of missed her Since that last wild night I kissed her I left her heart, I lost my own Adios, me Kirkham, Spanish is the loving tongue from their album Sunrise on the Prairie. So, um, so Alan and Jill, um, there's so many wonderful things we can talk about, but because I happen to have this moment with you right now, I just have to ask you about Circuit Rider Roundup and welcome right. to the world of the DJ of Western music and Western gospel music. We are so happy to have you guys having your own show. Well, you want to tell us a little oh. bit about how that came about and when it plays and so forth? Well, sure. Yeah, you talk about jumping in with both feet and swimming hard. We are definitely doing that. You know, it really started with with, with COVID. And, you know, I hate to say that, but there's about a mm-hmm. year to year and a half where, where all of us artists could not do live performances. And uh, although at the, at the same time, I was still doing my worship ministry here in Custer part-time. So we were playing, you know, mainly on video for people at home. But uh, I retired from that. And because um, we were going to go see America and all that. But uh, I got a call about that time uh, from Ben Parks, the owner and operator of uh, American Cowboy Radio. And he said, hey, I got a, I got an idea. I want to bounce off you guys. He said, I would like to have a three-hour Western gospel show on Sundays. Would you be interested in doing that? In fact, I think he first talked to us about it at one of the conventions. It might have been the AWA Awards. He brought that up. Is that what you would call it? I don't remember. Yeah. So it was a call from Ben, and and we thought we, we thought all of about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and we, now that I've retired from worship ministry, not leading music, this would be a great way to do ministry using what we love, Western music, and doing it through through radio. So it, for us, it was not even a 
a second thought, we just dove right in. So Ben flew mm-hmm. out. Well, I guess he drove out. Brought he us, drove out, yeah. Brought us a mobile radio station, trained us on it, and the rest is history. Yeah. And we yeah. are learning every week. We tell our live audiences that we get on a Learjet every Saturday night and fly down to Texas <laughs> to it, do the show. Oh, there you go. That sparks uh, the pressure's on, but. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> Well, after yeah, eight years, well, after eight years, I'm still learning every day. So, welcome to the world of radio. Yeah, congratulations on eight years, you guys. We saw that posted on social media. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm getting old. I don't know how much longer we'll do this, but anyway, it's fun while we're doing it. Yeah, we're just working on our first eight months here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know in three hours, and, and you have um, you give wonderful um, information about every song, I think kind of um, with the playing of each song. So putting that together, do you write a script for yourselves, or do you just uh, have a stack of CDs and you know these, this is what we're playing, and you pick one up and you pick something off of it, and then you you talk about that, and then you play it? Or how do you put that show together? Three hours is well, a I know I do a couple of one-hour shows, and I know what they take me. <laughs> we started out with a script, Alan. Uh, the first few weeks. The first yeah. few weeks, um, and, but Alan does sit down there, and he spends a good day selecting the songs and researching uh-huh. his background. But uh-huh. we no longer yeah. use the script. We look at the song. <laughs> Sometimes we listen to it and then decide where we want to go with that. Yeah, yeah. we're just yeah. refresh of what we're playing, whether it's a poem or a song, to try to catch the real phrase that just grabbed us, you know, and we talk about that. Plus, we know nearly all the artists that we play on our show. Mm-hmm. And so we do mm-hmm. stories about the artist, at least the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the yeah, that only thing you want to tell. Yeah. 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 That makes <laughs> yeah. it really fun that, that, um, that we actually know the people that we play. In the in the DJ world, that's um, non-Western DJ world. That's kind of unusual. It, it happens in country, I'm sure, and 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 across yeah. the genres. But um, I know a lot of DJs on the local station here in town that I work with, and they say you know the people you play. So we we play dead people. You know, we play <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know old rock roll, or we play opera, we play garage bands, we play punk, we play things that you know we don't know the people. And um, yeah. we may be filming concert, but you actually know. And I never thought what a blessing that is, y'all, that we actually know the people we play. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, and I'll be honest with you, we love the people we play, or we wouldn't play them. I mean, it, it, honestly, and uh, of course, we, we try to get the best quality songs and poems that, that we can find, but but honestly, uh, you know, we've heard many of these folks uh, on stage live. We see what they do live and how they bring audiences in. And we've shared the stage with, with probably half the people we play. So, uh, yeah, for us, we look forward to every single song because it brings back a great memory for us. Right, right, right. Well, I know Gary has queued up another great classic, if he's, if he's still planning on doing this one. Gary, is it My Rifle, My from, Pony, and Me up from next? Cowboy Classics. From Cowboy Classics. Right. Right. My Rifle, My Pony, and Me. And we'll be back with Alan and Jill Kirkham, Bobby Bell, and I'm Gary Holt. We'll be back on the Fire Cafe in just a moment. The sun is sinking in the 
Cattle go down to the stream The red wing settles in her nest It's time for a cowboy to singer you had on that song with you. <laughs> His brother Helen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to the magic of uh, medicine, I believe. So <laughs> uh, the magic of music today. But uh, anyway, you you guys stay so stinking busy and we talked a little bit about the Albuquerque Balloon Festival coming up in Albuquerque, but you just have had a world-renowned event there in Custer, and that's the Buffalo Roundup. So tell us a little bit oh, about that. that, and you guys are part of a posse or something, aren't you? Well, the Roundup happens every year. It's in Custer State Park, and they do that for the health of the herd. So there's typically, at the end of the year before the Roundup, around 1,400, 1,500 buffalo in the park, and it just can't sustain that. So they gather them, and then 
hold them, and on a roundup day, they rush them all in with whips cracking, and they rush them into the pens, and they'll be down there for about a month while they're health checked, and they cull the herd. Yeah, they take uh, about 400 out of the herd, and it, it works out great because every spring, we have about 400 new cinnamon babies running around out there, and it, it's just oh, wow. really neat how they maintain the herd that way. You bet. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many people will you have, and from what parts of the world do they come to see this thing? Oh, oh my goodness. They come they, from all over the world. Uh, I think the they average, oh, what was it, like 20,000 last year, I think, that came to see wow. it. Yeah, so it'll be somewhere between 5,000 to 20,000 plus. Right, and even the riders, we, you know, it's a... They have 40 cowboys that are that are assigned to the management of the herd, and those guys are always riding every year. But they have right. a lottery that's worldwide for the other 20 what we call outriders. And we've had riders, uh, I know a couple years ago, there was one that uh, was from Australia, for example, that brought his horse, his rig, and everything over just to ride in the round. Wow. So uh, wow. It, it's, it's, it's a deal. It, it draws in people from all over, and we're pretty proud that, our governor even rides in the roundup because it's it's basically the governor's Buffalo roundup, and uh, she's pretty serious about making sure she's available for that each year now. Well, I don't blame her. Get her get her a few votes that way too. You know, that's not a bad thing. So now, do you guys, uh, do you guys perform any during the roundup? Because I know I've talked to some people that I have, and uh, and then there's a lot of chugging and cooking and some good eating that's going on out there at the same time. Oh, there are. Yeah, um, we have performed every year except last year because Alan had surgery on his hand and, and took, couldn't. And right. couldn't. Um, but yeah. that's doing great. But uh, they have an arts and crafts festival, but there's a huge big top tent where they just have performers for like three days, and we've always been involved in that. Yeah, and we get to we get to headline. You know, each year this year they did it on the actual day of the roundup. We were out there at four o'clock in the tent, which is a prime time. On, on Friday right. afternoon, and uh, it, it's always a, just a real good crowd because they, you know, the excitement is there. They've just seen 14 ahead of Buffalo just pouring over the hillside, and everybody's excited. It's, it's a great event. But uh, talk about being busy, yes. We played nearly every night that week, and uh, when we got done at 5 p.m. on Friday, we had to jump in the Jeep and uh, head to Aberdeen, which was six hours away, to play the next morning at 11 o'clock for a big festival they had there. So, yeah, it, it's a really busy time of the year for us, for sure. <laughs> uh, it's going to kind of wind up here mid-October, and then we're just going to crash. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to have a full- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jill's, uh, she needs a sh- complete shoulder replacement. So uh, we're about to get that scheduled, and that will be pretty much the end of our season until Christmas, and we've already got Christmas shows coming. Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, good luck with that shoulder surgery, and, and I know you'll feel much better after that's done. But uh, I'm ready to get so we're, Yeah. We're going to get back to some more music. This is called Ride an Old Paint. It's from Cowboy Classic, and we'll be oh, back yeah. in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe. the dry. 
their backs are all raw. Ride around, little doggies, ride around real slow. For the fiery and the snuffy are raring to go. Old Bill Jones had two daughters in a song. One went to Denver, the other went wrong. His wife, she died in a pool room fight. He sings a song from morning till night. Right around, little doggies, right around, real slow. For the fiery and the snuffy are raring to go. Take my saddle from the wall Put it on my pony And lead him from the stall Tie my bones to his back Turn our faces to the west We'll ride the prairies That we love the best Ride around little doggies Ride around real slow For the fiery and the snuffy Are raring to go Ride around little doggies Ride around real slow That's right, an old paint. It's Alan and Jill Kirkham, and uh, we are talking with them today and Bobby Bell, all on the Campfire Cafe. So, uh, two things real quickly. First of all, Alan, thank you for your service. I don't think I mentioned that a minute ago when we were talking about your service. But thank you well, for that. You. you bet. Yeah, and and the second thing I wanted to ask is how long have you guys been married now? Oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> but yeah, forty years now. But as Jill always says in our live show, it's the best ten years she ever had. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just celebrate uh, okay. our forty-three in March. Well, happy, happy forty-three years. That's fantastic. Well, we met over guitars, so we've been playing we together for 42. 42 years playing live concerts together, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, you're, you're uh, going to get pretty good after a while, another 10 years. <laughs> We're trying to figure You'll it out. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, what have you learned about each other in 43 years? Well, oh, she's always right. <laughs> that we can play music <laughs> together without fighting too badly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. But that's good. honestly, one of the things we learned over the years is uh, we have the most fun when it's pretty much just the two of us in duo. And you don't have to worry about trying to get, like, a whole band together to practice or anything. Anytime we want to rehearse, we just do it in the living room, you know. So yeah. it, it, recording, too, it, it's uh, – we just know what each other is going to do after all this time. That's the, that's the one thing. If I decide I'm going to maybe do a, a chorus over or something, she doesn't miss a beat. She knows exactly where I'm going. I know where she's going with it. And, um, 
And we do some pretty good husband and wife banter in our live shows. <laughs> not, now, not that we don't use other players, because we do. They just aren't permanent band members. It's that, you know, as a venue allows oh, enough yeah. finance to hire other players, we bring them in. That's right. Right. And, and that's always right. do, but we can count on just being a, a duo and being able to do our job. Yeah. Well, I was talking Bobby earlier. Next Thursday, Mary Kay and I will be celebrating our one-year anniversary. And, Hi, uh, How exciting. Yeah, thank, thank you. And it doesn't seem like it, but Alan, I've already learned that if I want to get along, I just say yes, ma'am, and go on. So that, absolutely, that's, that's that's the main right there. Alan's still working on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Mary Kay just stuck her head around the corner and laughed when I said that. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Oh gosh. There is a beautiful, beautiful song that I want to get to right now, and, uh, and it's one called Mariah. How did you happen to pick this one to put on the album? Oh, that's been a favorite of mine for, I don't know, many years. I, I, I remember hearing that song when I was a kid. You know, that came out of the 50s, and uh, my dad and my uncles, they were all big, you know, Western music fans, so I grew up listening to Western music. Uh, whether it was Gene Autry, Sons of the Pioneers, Roy Rogers, you know, Marty Robbins. And and even though that song originally was really by a kind of a, a non-Western singer, it was, you know, we heard it mainly from the Broadway version and, and a movie version. Right. Something about that song just struck a note with me, just the, the whole song structure, the chord pattern, the, the message of the song. And uh, I just loved it. And then, uh, one of my favorite bands in the world, we went uh, to hear the Flying W. Rangers, my best friend, Burden Thompson, and his band at the time. And I heard Wes English sing the lead on that song, and it just uh, it just blew me away. And I went, you know, Jill, next time we do a classic cowboy CD, that has got to be on it. I just love that song. Well, it is a beautiful song. It's from the CD Cowboy Classics. It's They Call the Wind Mariah. We'll be back in just a moment. Out west, we've got a name for rain and wind and fire. The rain is Tess, the fire is Joe, and they call the wind Mariah. Mariah blows the stars around, sends the clouds a flying. Mariah makes the mountains sound. My folks up there was dying Mariah Oh 
lonely man without a star to guide me. Mariah Blue, my love to me, I got my gal beside me. Yeah, Mariah. They Call the Wind Mariah, that fabulous classic song by Alan J. Lerner and Frederick Lowe from their album. This one came from Cowboy Classics. And we're talking with Alan and Jill. So here's a quick question for you both. I hear a lot of different instruments, and I hear harmonica and some (laughs) different uh, yodeling here and there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what each of you play? And um, I'm really curious what guitars what kind of guitar you play? Well, sure. I, I'm. This is Jill. I've got the harmonica parts and the bass parts, and occasional right. vocals in and out. Right, and I do the the vocals and the uh, and the and the yodeling, and uh, I also on the album play a little bit of rhythm guitar, what we call a flat pick rhythm, and some finger picking rhythm, and then the really nice. Uh, interlude and lead guitar parts that's uh, Juan De Hoyos he's our lead guitarist on our albums and he's a, an amazing guitar player uh, to the point where he was actually one of the spokespersons for McPherson guitars oh, wow. Sparta, and uh, so he goes around and plays and demos those guitars for, for that company and, uh, and that's the guitar that I play I play I have a lot of guitars and I guess this is an endorsement now isn't it the uh, McPherson is one that I play in concert all the time now. It's a great acoustic guitar, and that's kind of the, my go-to now for, for my work instrument. Right? And we got mm-hmm. fiddle work on uh, – we've got a local fiddle player that, that does that, Katie Lautenschlager, but we also have some tracks by Joe Stevenson. That's right. Joe, Joe Stevenson, formerly of the Flying W. Wranglers. Now he and mm-hmm. Vern Thompson, W. Wranglers, are cowboy church pastors down in, in Colorado. And uh, – Joe used to be a Nashville studio fiddle player and a national award winner at that. So we're pretty blessed to have him on, on our albums as well. Cool. So um, besides what you play, um, who are some of your musical or songwriting heroes, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. That, that's a tough one to narrow down, but I've got one that most of <laughs> you probably has not heard of. Uh, one of my favorite songwriters in the world is a guy named Jim Young. He's from Colorado Springs area. He's a you know an old cowboy that's uh, used to be a naval aviator. But man, Jim writes some of the most amazing Southwest style songs you're ever going to hear. We play him every week on our show. Uh, amazing songwriter. Uh, other songwriters that you would be familiar with. Uh, I really love Clint Bradley. You know, Clint is a good friend from England and. Uh, he writes things just blow me right away. Yeah. My favorite yeah. Alan Kirk. Do you not like to do a lot of co-writes or do you do co-writes? 
Uh, yeah, we actually did a, an album a long time ago. It was a gospel album we call Rarely. And uh, every once in a while, well, in our show every week, it's in the third hour, we go to what we call Vintage Allen and Jill. We did an all kind of Western gospel album called Rarely. And, uh, yeah, we have co-writes, uh, a, a lot of folks on there that I wrote songs with in the past. Again, a lot of them you probably would not have heard of. Um, but uh, I do have a co-write where um, – I was kind of stuck on a song. Every once in a while, you have a word that you just can't get. And it's not coming to you. Uh, Scott Vaughn of the Flying W. Rangers uh, helped me out with a song one time. And so they can't take that away. I got a song I wrote with Scotty Vaughn. Uh, but, um, yeah, every once in a while, you know, if I if I get the urge, I'll, I'll call somebody and say, hey, you know, I got this idea. What do you think? And uh, but, but most of the songs that I've gotten are, are pretty much pure – you know, Alan with uh, a lot of Jill influence. Oh, yeah. There you she'll, go. She'll wait. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm not yeah. really a writer, but I'm a great critic. She's a great critic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I always have to pay attention to the critic, especially if you're married to them. And, uh, I guess <laughs> that's right. You live together 43 years, you know. That's pretty cool. Yep. That is pretty cool. So we were talking a little bit a while ago. We have a Christmas song we want to get to. Well, and we might this as well is from off. the – go ahead. Yeah, we just as well kick off the season, right? Well, that's right. That's right. This is from the album Colorado Cowboy Christmas, and uh, and it's a beautiful song called Cowboy Colorado Cowboy Christmas. But one of the things right. we were talking about is the fact that uh, right now is the time that people need, you know, this is October. Tomorrow is what, October 1st? And yeah. Uh, yeah. this is the time that people need to be ordering their Christmas music, their new Christmas music to come in and enjoy. And um, a lot of people are getting new albums out right now. But this one is out and available for you to purchase. It's a beautiful song called Colorado Cowboy Christmas. We're going to come back and talk more with Alan and Jill in just a moment today at Campfire Cafe. Riding out on the place we call Like the 
shepherds watching flocks by night so long ago. Cowboy riding her on Christmas Day. Cowboy Christmas, Alan Jill Kirkham, and it is from the album Colorado Cowboy Christmas. And uh, so I'm already yeah. seeing Christmas out in the stores, and uh, it seems early, but I guess it's not, you know. So it's Even time. Hallmark started countdown. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to tell folks where they can find your music. So we've been playing music today from Sunrise on the Prairie, Cowboy Classics, and, of course, Colorado Cowboy Christmas. Uh, But where can they get your music? Where can they follow your tour schedule? Well, we have a website, and we keep it up to date constantly. It's alanandjill.com. Alan is A-L-L-E-N. And we've got everything from ordering on there, our schedule, 
just, you know, probably more information that people want to know. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's only two places. There are two places to find our music. One is on our website, and the other is on our live shows. We we really don't market it anywhere else, and uh, that's just the way that we like it. So uh, uh, that's where you can find our music. And I don't right. charge well, shipping. It's a flat fee oh, really? I'll ship it out. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's well, it's great. That, and and well, you, know, you guys are fantastic. And so we've loved having you be with us on the show today. So much fun. Such talented oh, people. And uh, and by the way, we had you guys do a Facebook Live. Was that for Christmas? I was trying to remember. Or was it that, New Year? Yes, that yeah, was, that, was, that was Christmas. And we didn't tell you this, but we were mm-hmm. so sick while we did. We I remember that. that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we, we had even all this with, yeah, with all this COVID that was going on uh, and people not able to get out, we decided we would do a couple of different shows and you guys were just great on that one. And uh, uh, I think we had Mark Munzer was on that show and Mary Kay was on he that was. show. I think the yeah. Sawyer. Simple guess. The yeah. Sawyer's. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a great show. We'll have to do that again. That was too much. That fun. was a you really appreciate your invitation to do that. Much fun. Well, you guys are great. We look forward to having you come back and be with us again. And we are going to close out this segment with a great song. Another song that's one of my favorites. It's called The Pretty Little Horses. We've been talking with oh. Alan and Jill Kirkham today. Guys, thanks so much for being with us. It's been fun. Our Thank pleasure. You. And congratulations on your anniversary. That's pretty awesome. Uh, thanks so much. Don't you cry Go to sleep, little baby When you wake You shall have All the pretty little horses Paints and bays Sorrows and grace A coach and six little horses When you wake You shall have All the pretty little horses In your bed Mama said Baby's riding up to dreamland One by one they've begun To dance and prance for little baby Buckskins and bays Dapples and grays A coach and six little horses When you wake, you shall have all the pretty little horses. 
strings and bass, dapples and grace, babies riding up to dreamland. When you wake, you shall have all the pretty little Shabbat, don't you cry Go to sleep, little baby When you wake, you shall have For Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, we travel from the Black Hills of South Dakota to Thompson Station, Tennessee, to talk with Freedom Reigns Ranch. We'll be back in just a moment after this. Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony ride. A little scared when he climbed on, but when it was over, he cried. All the way home in the car, he chanted that pony's name. Now every Christmas and birthday, his wish list is the same. He dreams of horses, and he. Climbing right back on Shovel tall, tall hay in the snow Fed horses before dawn School bell rings when she's at the gate Calling that pony's name Years will come and years will go But this will never change She
followed other dreams. Teachers, lawyers, nurses, or pilots, or U.S. Wherever we went in this world, whatever else we became, with those of us born to be horsemen, the dream is still the same. We dream of horses, and we Frontier. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm Gary Holt. Joining us in Albuquerque is our co-host, Bobby Bell. And we are going to welcome to the show now the founder of Range Ranch, Carissa Ramsdale, along with Rachel Capps. Hi, ladies. Hey there. How's it going? Good. Good to have you with us. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Good. So we are interested in finding out about Freedom Range Ranch. And uh, one of the things we've been visiting, ladies, with uh, equine therapy facilities across the country Mm -hmm. this past month. But yours is a little Mm -hmm. bit based, a little bit different, because it is a faith-based therapy program. So, Carissa, tell us a little bit, first of all, about how you started Freedom Reigns Ranch, and then tell us about your program. Well, uh, basically, God saved my life through my horse. To be very clear, I was not saved by a horse. I was uh, saved by Jesus with the use of a horse. And um, essentially, my life had been um, just surrounded with a lot of trauma growing up. And because of that, determined that I wanted nothing to do with a God who I thought caused everything that had happened to me. And as God would have it, he brought into my life a stubborn, strong-willed Anglo-Arabian, which is a cross between an Arabian and a thoroughbred. (laughs) And so he had a lot of fire in him. He is a very spirited horse and had a lot of opinions about things especially when he was being made to do things he did not want to do. And he definitely expressed that if you were trying to make him do something, you were not going to win. In fact, he was going to make sure you knew that he won. And um, so he was an expert at breaking halters and, you know, sitting back in the cross ties and snapping those and letting himself free and um, got a couple fun bruises from him. And, you know, he definitely expressed, that um, he just, he was not happy with how he was um, being made to live in a stall and perform certain ways. And before I had gotten him and, um, you know, his old owners were fantastic, but the, unfortunately the place he was being boarded just wasn't the best situation for him. And so he was, he was just mad. And 
through this process of working with his name is Boston and he's now I believe going on he's 23 or 24 years old um, got him as a nine-year-old and uh, he God just got a hold of my heart through him and say and really showing me that I at first what he he did and I didn't know it was God um, was helping me learn how to let my horse know that I was for him and I was not going to force him to do things um, right. that I wanted us to have a partnership and that I wanted us to be accomplishing things together. And I wasn't going to force him to do things, um, through a lot of natural horsemanship type techniques. And, um, essentially God said what, what Boston's expressing outwardly is what you're turning inward. And wow. that was just a radical shift in the way I viewed who God was, that he, he, wasn't, of anger. he wasn't against me. Yeah. He wasn't going to force me to do things. He was going to invite me to be with him and do things. And in the same process of doing that with my horse, God opened my eyes and softened my heart to him and understanding his heart for me and gave my life to the Lord. Um, kind of funny as a kick in the teeth in the, for the enemy on Halloween in 2012. <laughs> um, I didn't realize the date till after that, and uh, I just thought it was comical, and I was like, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, really had gotten, um, you know, had been riding and showing Boston, and we were thriving together. He was doing incredible and started doing eventing and show jumping, just, you know, fun lower-level stuff. and. Um, a neighborhood girl started coming across the street. Um, she was very young. She was at her godparents uh, over the summer, and she had access to horses But um, over at her godparents' house, but she was drawn to Boston because, in her words, he looks like a unicorn because he's a gray. And uh, <laughs> Boston was not a kid's horse. <laughs> um, he still had that fiery Anglo-Arabian spirit, and um, so I was I was hesitant when she, in her essentially at that point nonverbal way, she had been through some trauma at a very young age. She was four years old. Um, asked to ride Boston by simply pointing up at him and shrugged her shoulders with her head down, and that was her way of on him. And yeah. um, I'll never forget the moment that I realized God was up to something crazy was when she went to pet him. Boston used to be very head shy. He didn't like um, people touching his face, especially his nose. And she went to pet him and put both hands right on the side of his nostrils and went to kiss him. And normally that would have sent him flying backwards and running away. And instead he softened his eyes and leaned down into her. Wow. And I just remember at that moment going, okay, God, what are you up to? Um, side note, she can trot around on him on a loose rein and, you know, make him do anything totally quiet and sweet. And he takes care of her. And then I would get back on him and he'd be like, all right, let's go jump. Everything. <laughs> um, but that was the moment I realized that God had more um, to do than just simply me enjoying horses. Um, right. You know, I was, I was grateful for the gift and love them, but that there was, there was actually ministry to happen. And I'll never forget. He very clearly, I just felt spoke to my spirit one day, you know, I've, I've done this with you. Now I'm going to use you to do it with others. And very clearly immediately after that, this is my ministry, not yours mm -hmm. is what God told me. 
um, and I needed mm-hmm. to do it his way and had to follow his lead on it, just like, you know, in a relationship with a horse, they have to follow and trust. And, you know, fast forward, goodness, that we're going into year seven here in October. Um, wow. Seven years later, we're a full-fledged nonprofit ranch giving, by God's grace, completely free of charge over you know, this year we'll hit 2,700 hours of mentorship provided to the community just this year, completely free of charge for kids and young adults who've been through their own trauma. Um, that and is, that bringing is in horses that have been rescued and been through their own trauma and just watching God heal them both together. So that is amazing. It, it's, it's his ranch. It's, you know, it's called Freedom Reigns because banner over the ranch is freedom as we experience because of him. And, uh, we just get to see that day in, day out. Wow. Well, well, God works in mysterious ways, and his ways <laughs> are wonderful. So that's Amen. great. That is absolutely great. So this is seven years for you. We, yeah, we will. Our first official session um, started, I, we call it the first official session because that's when we were actually like, wow, we, we've got to kind of do something with this rather than just let it happen. We'll be a little more organized. Um, was October 2015, so October will begin year seven for us. Oh, wow. Um, wow. We'll start that launch of year seven, and it's just crazy. <laughs> so, and I also noticed, uh, Carissa, that you you work with rescues. How did, how did you bring that into the organization? We do. I, I remember, ha- well, I've always had a heart for horses. I love them. Um, and I just remember, at, you know, even though I wouldn't consider Boston a rescue by any means, he was misunderstood and there was a way to work with him that I, you know, I needed to change what I was doing to meet him where he was at. Um, and then we ended up just essentially feeling like the Lord had something in the redemption process of his creation. Um, you know, as, as humans, we're, we're given by God the responsibility and the great, incredible, humbling responsibility of caretake creation. And when, you know, so many humans fail in that aspect, we're called to really step in. And that's happened, unfortunately, for so many kids in, our, in today's society. Um, unfortunately, it happens for animals, too. And so just felt like as a part of the redemption of his creation that we were to step in where people had failed and that for us was like bringing in the first rescue in 2016 it was the fall of that year um it was a horse that had been left in an outdoor dog pen and um you know essentially just left to fend for himself and the owners said that he was worth no more than the police shooting him wow Um, they didn't they didn't care about him and that was his value to them after they had fled the the property when it foreclosed um that horse came to the ranch and he he was he was definitely a frightful um scared horse he was terrified of small confined areas and um skeptical of you know skeptical of people but he wanted to trust you could tell he wanted to but he was just too afraid and how many times in our lives do we find ourselves in that same area where we want to trust and we want relationship and we want to believe the best in people or even believe and trust God when he's asking us to do something big, but we're just too afraid. And so what we've been able to do 
is when we bring these rescues in, you know, give participants a hands-on experience in working with and being an active part of that rehabilitation for that horse because a lot of times what we find is their story so closely parallels where those horses have been. And when you've been wounded by people, it's hard to trust people, but when you're willing to trust a horse who's willing to give you the love and affection and attention simply because you're willing to spend time with him, I think that's a lot of the way that God can use that story of redemption of a horse to open a human heart when they've been so closed off for so long out of self-protection is when they see that horse's willingness to be vulnerable and trust when they're at their lowest, um, they can relate and identify with that and also realize they have something to give even when they feel like they don't have a lot. That just simply being present with this horse as they're healing and as they're get, regaining strength or healing from an injury or, you know, rehabbing from starvation emaciation, um, that, that they have something to give and they have something to offer and their, their, their life means something. They're, someone likes them. You know, that, that whinny when you open the barn gate and you're greeted by all the horses whinnying and nickering because they're just excited to see you. Now, granted, they know that they're getting food. Um, <laughs> But, um, I, I do that myself. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. Us humans aren't that different from that too. That's um, right. Especially, especially if it's chocolate, you know. But um, yeah. you know, for <laughs> for horses, like they, God uses them in such powerful ways of just teaching such the principles of how He created us to be in relationship and a trusting relationship, one that is foundation on trust and when you can teach that with a horse it so quickly translates um, just into everyday life and everyday situations well again it's amazing the way that (laughs) again it's amazing the way that God works because not only are you helping save people you're saving horses well and uh, uh, not just one thing so I know that you have a wonderful website and I know Bobby Bell goes through it all these websites for these guests and has oh, great thanks. questions. Bobby, I'm going to let you, let you kind of jump in here. Well, hello there to, to both of you. And yes, it is a hello. fantastic website. I, I, I spent, oh, I don't know. Um, I expected to get to bed earlier last night than I did because there was so much great information um, and and I know Gary said I always have great questions, but, you know, the website really answers anything and everything one could be interested in. One question I guess I have is um, perhaps some of the other equine therapy um, groups that we spoke with this month do a lot of groundwork, and mm-hmm. riding the horse is not necessarily um, part of the therapy. And what I see with you all is um, that you do – Groundwork, you do riding and riding skill development, mm-hmm. you give basic um, natural horsemanship education, as well as, of course, mm-hmm. hands-on care. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about, you do some different kind of sessions. Maybe tell us yep. a little bit about what goes on in an individual session, and then maybe a family. Se- Let's see, you have something that's going to start in 2022. Is that the junior ranchers, or is that the family session. Well, you just so, wanted to tell us yeah. a little bit about a couple of the different types of sessions that you offer. Yeah. So um, I'll go ahead and tell about the one-on-one 
and junior ranchers and family sessions and I'll let Rachel talk about like the small group type sessions with that we do with like work groups and stuff that come out. Um, so we have basically four main programs within the ranch. Um, one-on-one sessions is where a child or young adult um, comes and spends 90 minutes of uninterrupted, undivided time with a mentor and then a horse. So it's one child, one participant, one adult mentor, and then one horse for that whole time. And the first part of that session just looks like doing a tour together for usually 10 to 15 minutes. That's you know, age appropriate, um, to learn that, you know, like we, you always have something to give. You always have a place to be able to pour out and it's important. And what you have to give is valuable. So it may be mucking stalls, feeding horses, um, cleaning a water trough, something like that. And then the rest of that time really is up to that individual child or young adult where they may want to just hike on the land. Um, we have one boy that loves to come and, hunt the bad guys by making his own bow and arrow with sticks and bailing twine, Um, you know, and so, and then we have others who, man, they, they love horses. They love to ride. They may just want to hang out with them or um, pet them or learn more horsemanship um, or those that do want to learn to ride. Um, But what we're always careful to do in those situations is focus on a topic. So it may be something where, it may be focused on trust. It may be focused on learning boundaries. It may be focused on um, just simply being present or dealing with anxiety type situations that come up. And so while we do have some of those focuses too, sometimes kids just need to be out here and play and enjoy uninterrupted, we call it undinging time, you know, where the phone's not going off. Um, Mm -hmm. every two seconds where they know that no matter what, that that adult, every time they come to the ranch is going to be here for them, excitedly anticipating their arrival and meet them where they're at and that they have that uninterrupted time. Um, Because of that, we're really able to build relationships that allow for an open door conversation if there is something that comes up in their life that they want to talk about. We're very careful, I will say, to not position ourselves as counselors or therapists, but that we're volunteer mentors that are really in their life to help spur them forward is a term we use, like, you know, speaking of horse terms, mm-hmm. um, spurring them forward in life, where, you know, those that have been through things that are really traumatic, things that do still affect their lives, we really encourage them to seek out professional counseling and therapy, and we have lots of numbers of folks that are great for that um, so that we can really be that complimentary thing where they can come out, they can just hang out, have fun, laugh, play, or if they want to actually work through some things that were available to them, but that we want them to also be processing with a professional in the field. Um, But that we know God works incredibly powerfully just by simply being present and being human and in his creation. And so we, we're always, you know, sensitive to the Holy Spirit in that way and wherever he's leading in that session to be able to create that safe space for them. So those are one-on-one sessions. I know it was kind of long-winded, but it sets the table oh, no. for no, um, that is our, perfect. Yeah. And then, so we have junior rancher sessions, which are junior ranchers are, are small group sessions that are separated based on age, gender, and then life circumstance. So like we have a group of, you know, like young tween girls that come and are dealing with a lot of anxiety or bullying in school. 
Um, and then we have, you know, a guys group. And then we have, you know, a teen girls group that has, you know, also been dealing with some pretty heavy things. And so those groups come twice a month. And it's an extended time, so it's three hours. And it's a similar in the sense that it is a format just like the one-on-ones where they do a chore. Then we have horse time. But then we also have the Bible study and group discussion and journaling times component where we're really focusing on building their peer community. A lot of these young people just, for whatever reason, have challenges making friends or being in social situations outside of the ranch. Or even if they don't, have a have a challenge feeling where like they truly belong and are seen and known and loved for who they are. And so junior ranchers really seeks to foster that community that allows them um, to grow around the fact that they all love being around horses and being at the ranch. And what's really fun with our junior ranchers is we can never seem to get rid of them (laughs) and they want to stay all the time. So as they get older, like for example, our older teen group, we have one in there who's now 18, one who's 17, and they've been here since they were 13 and 14. Um, mm. And so what we do is say, hey, you know, we'll still do the group like once a month, but why don't you come and volunteer for the other for the other days? There you and go. then now they start volunteering. And then they start, mm-hmm. you know, like we have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old together that are helping lead a group of 9- and 10-year-olds now. And so it's starting to cool. replicate, and we're seeing where these young people came just from this broken circumstance, and we're in one-on-ones and then in junior ranchers and are now helping lead a group with their peers. And that is, that's just like a perfect picture of what God does in the redemption process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's junior ranchers. And then family sessions are a lot like junior ranchers in that it's an extended time, but we talk with the family ahead of time about is there a topic you want to address? And usually it's around communication. And we do an activity with the horses that highlights an opportunity. And I'll, I'll be honest, we set them up to fail many times intentionally. <laughs> like we're giving them an impossible task to do with a horse. Like don't touch the horse, but maneuver him through this obstacle course. And you can't talk and you have to stay in one spot and all these things. And so it allows oh, wow. areas of frustration and communication communication is a big thing um mm-hmm. frustration and communication to really be drawn out to then address and talk and get people expressing what do you need when things are challenging what do you need when you're feeling frustrated what do you need others to help meet you with um and so it allows that to be drawn out and it's capped off with a discussion time and some s'mores and things like that because you're at a ranch so you got to have s'mores or something fun. there you go um, and then this girl session. likes chocolate. I can tell already. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. I know. Actually, have, have come had, up a couple times. Have you ever had a uh, Reese's on s'mores? By the way, just saying. Oh, but no, I can imagine. You need to try yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. Or use <laughs> of graham crackers. I'm telling y'all. Um, but that being said, we we've also just this has developed over groups coming out and like work groups coming out to help as we started doing some group team building sessions as well. Um, And this isn't something where they come out on a regular basis, but it's like a group coming out for one time. In fact, we just had a group out last week. Um, And so I'll let Rachel talk about those because she really shines in that area um, of leading groups and sharing the horses stories and doing group activities. Hey, Rachel. um, Hey. Rachel, Rachel, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. I'm going to take a real quick break. 
And we've got a great song by Doug Figs that we're going to play right now called Yellow Horse from a new album that he has by the same name. But when we come back, I want to talk about these group sessions that you're doing, but we also want to talk about volunteers. And uh, we're going to do that in just a moment when we come back and talk with Carissa, Carissa Ramsdale along with Rachel Capps today on Saddle of America. Yellow horse. 
Yellow Horse. Welcome back to Saddle Up America. We are visiting Tennessee's Freedom Range Ranch. We've been talking with the founder, Carissa Ramsdale, and right now we're going to welcome her number one partner and assistant in this, Rachel Caps. Hey, Rachel. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. It is going well. You were going to tell us a little bit about another one of your sessions and then maybe talk about the volunteer program that you've got there. Yeah. So um, among one-on-one junior ranchers and family sessions, we also do group team building activities. Um, This can be for businesses who want to increase communication in their staff. Um, It can be for, um, we recently had um, a group of counseling majors from Lipscomb come down. Anyone who wants to um, increase communication, um, work on activities together, um, and just deepen that bond and relationship between staff members, um, these can go one or two directions. We can do devotional style, or we can do like actual team building. Um, Devotional style, we always take one of our horses and use their stories to help um, communicate um, building trust, um, deepening relationships, um, building confidence, um, and stuff like that to um, help get them thinking about how they can apply that to their lives. And then we usually do an activity involving the, the horses on how they can build trust within themselves or within their community um, and learn more about how God works and speaks through his creation. Um, and then we do team building activities, which um, these are pretty fun because they usually involve someone blindfolded leading a horse through an obstacle course. Um, <laughs> and this is <laughs> this is how. Um, Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone yeah. wants to come do that, it might be blindfolded. Wear boots, not flip flops. If you're blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but our horses are amazing, and they um, really run with not literally whatever we throw at them. Um, but we will set them up in a difficult obstacle course or challenge that they have to work together in order to complete. Um, so a lot of communication, um, a lot of cheering each other on, being for each other. Um, a lot of times it's a competition, so the winner will like get a prize or something like that. Um, but yeah, we we're going to be offering those more, um, hopefully in the next year. But we definitely have availability to um, set people up for those um, if they're interested. Um, but yeah, we also, we do devotionals with um, our work groups um, transitioning kind of into volunteering roles. Um, so we have, um, we'll have volunteer groups come out for a day or a couple of days. And every time they come, we always try to um, show them like what we do through our devotionals with our horses and have them do an activity and fun stuff like that. So they get to have some fun in addition to working really, really hard. <laughs> um, but so we have uh, volunteer groups available. Um, they can sign up on our website. Um, shoot us an email and stuff like that. And we love, we love work groups. They yes. Work groups are amazing. Help. 
they get a lot done all at once, and we love it. Um, but then we also now I found out I found yeah. out about you guys through your volunteers, and that's Tisha Hedden, who is a yeah. singer and songwriter, and she she told yeah. me about you guys. So that was yeah. how I got We're in contact sorry. with you. But um, yeah. so, what kind of volunteers do you have that are working? You know, you do the groups, but what else do you do? Um, so we have several different ways that you can be involved um, through volunteering. Um, since we're a free of charge ministry, we rely on our volunteers to help run the ranch, um, take care of our horses and our participants. Um, so one of one of the um, areas of serving is our horse care team. Um, and these are people who come four to there are four to five different times that you can come every week um, and basically feed the horses, groom them, pick their feet out, um, check for basic like maintenance and filling up troughs, stuff around the barn, um, those kinds of things. Um, right. And the minimum requirement for that is two hours per month. Um, so you can come as much or as little as you want. Um, and then, so that's horse care team. And then we have our session leaders. Um, they lead the sessions. Um, <laughs> and um, help either in a one-on-one capacity or through junior ranchers with our group mentorships. Um, and they are in charge of brainstorming, coming up with the different um, lessons to teach um, their kiddos and helping guide conversations to build trust and confidence um, within the group. Um, yeah, and then we have our ranch assistants, they assist with sessions. Um, but we make sure every volunteer goes through a pretty thorough training process. Um, we want to make sure our horses are receiving the best of care. So we want to make sure everyone feels safe and confident um, in what they're doing um, so that we can keep things consistent for our horses to help them also feel safe and confident with the people who are serving them. Um, That's great. Yeah. Can, I, can I jump in for a moment? Yeah. Okay. Um, besides your website, you've got a really great Facebook page, and um, you have some really wonderful posts there. And I'm noticing that they're not in color, or they're only <laughs> in color a little bit, which is which is a kind of interesting. And I see that's connected to a fundraising campaign. You want to tell us a little bit about what's going on with your fundraiser? Sure. Well, thank you. We try to keep social media interactive and yeah um, Chris, uh, runs it and she's amazing <laughs> at it <laughs> well have a lot of have a lot of help getting things there but um yeah so so what what it's coordinating to so we took collar away at the end of august beginning of september and we posted i don't know if you scroll down a little ways but a bunch of numbers that were significant and what is significant about that in we were very careful, first of all, to say God has so unbelievably supplied every need that we've had, and we're so incredibly grateful for that. We're releasing land now. Uh, we're leasing about eight acres, and with that, managing 10 horses, uh, which requires some strategic management for pastures. And yeah, healthy. yeah. But um, and making sure, you know, like we're we're doing things in a way that we're not overgrazing the land and we want to make sure it's always beautiful and flies are under control. You know, everything that has to do with managing horses. That being said, we have completely maxed out our ability where we're currently at uh, to be able to like we're firing on all cylinders. We're allowed to operate three days a week and we do that really well and very full. 
um, you know, our session horses that we're allowed to have and doing that in a way that really allows us to honor and respect them and the limits that they have and not ask them to ever overwork because we want them to do this for the rest of their lives and we want them to love and enjoy it. Um, that's part of our responsibility just for honoring and stewarding God's creation. Um, and then also um, just with volunteer capacity, we have so many amazing volunteers that want to come out often and we want to be able to allow them to come out on extra days too. And the reality is with that firing on all of our cylinders, you know, God's doing so much with so many kids and young adults um, here, but we are completely maxed out. And so we've begun the process of fundraising for the ability for Freedom Reigns Ranch to purchase our own facility, which is really, really exciting and extremely terrifying. Mm -hmm. If you know anything Mm -hmm. about land in middle Tennessee right now, it ain't cheap. It is. It is terrifying. And it really is God doing it. It would to, to be able to secure a facility that allows us to be able to be central to so many of the community so much of the community that we serve and our volunteers to be able to access all the way into Nashville, because that's where we get a lot of our volunteers from college students, a lot of our families from Nashville, Columbia. We have some from Murfreesboro. And so just staying in the centralized area is a real big challenge, and it sounds impossible. And so we named the campaign Unimpossible um, because we made up a word, and that's fun. Um, But we're like, God's going to literally have to undo what everyone deems impossible. And so Mm -hmm. the idea with the color is we were like, well, let's tie everything together, you know, because we like to get silly and creative. And so our social media went black and white that first week in September, and it's slowly gaining that color as we reach the goal of raising $1 million Mm -hmm. to be able to purchase Mm -hmm. land. And so right now, praise God, we're currently at just over 12% of that raise, which is really cool. It's insane to say we have, you know, I think it's 126,000 either committed or already in. So that's a combination of commitments and already in. And it's just really us trusting God going, he's literally going to have to undo impossible. So hence the name unimpossible. Mm -hmm. Um, That'll allow us to, that'll allow us to expand our capacity, allow us to, um, guys, we have like, I think it was 93 kids. It's now 95. Okay, 95. 95 kids on our wait list. Wow. Um, wow. And it's, wow. it's really hard. And Rachel's the one that gets those frontline emails yeah. of those parents. They're like, is there any chance? Could you please, do we have to wait? Can we pay you to not wait? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's heartbreaking honestly because like the kids need help now and we well one of the important things to the important things to mention here again is the fact that these services are provided at no cost and so yeah Um, yeah yeah. so for you to be able to be raising this money without charging these these youngsters uh, or their families is just admirable congratulations on well Yeah. And I want to highlight too, like there are, and we, um, there's so many amazing places, you know, even throughout Tennessee and around the world that have, have services and they charge for them. And please hear us. Like there is nothing wrong with that. And it's, it's really needed. Um, but we just, 
for us, we felt like the Lord gave us the mandate that we weren't to charge and to strictly be, you know, that a ministry that uh, just completely eradicates any socioeconomic, you know, any type of barrier because everyone can afford free. So that's right. It is. It is really relying on him, and again, he has he has provided everything, and so really just felt like he has said, take the step out in faith. Um, you know, to say that there is this need, it is great, and without God, it's going to be impossible. And we've we've watched him, goodness, I mean, do so many impossible things already, and change people's lives, and watch these kids thrive at the moment you see hope enter someone's eyes after they they haven't had it maybe ever <laughs> when yeah. they decide mm-hmm. to hope again mm-hmm. and when you see that happen in the context of understanding it because of Jesus they have hope and that they've learned it right in front of you with the help of a horse like they're I, I don't care what barrier there is like we, all right God you got to make it happen and it's, you know, you, you know what you're doing here and we're just so excited to see what he has planned. Cause we, we know he's called us to do this and to step out in faith. And so we're just trusting that, you know, he will, he will provide through his people, through folks that understand and know that there, this is a need in our community and it's great. And, um, we just get to put our hands to the plow and do the work. <laughs> so. Well, you, you ladies are absolutely fantastic. I appreciate so much the work that you're doing. And uh, I'm going to have to take a drive to uh, Thompson Station and visit your place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll put you on a horse. We would love to. All righty. All righty. <laughs> we will you, though, okay? I've, I've been Jerry, on one or two on a horse. Yeah, I've yes. been on one or two in my life. Well, listen, you guys are terrific. Oh. Your website is freedomreignsranch.com. You have a beautiful Facebook page, uh, as Bobby said, and you can reach out and make donations there. Uh, I'm just going to I'm just gonna put this out there. If somebody is in that uh, Columbia Thompson Station area, Spring Hill area, if you have some land you want to donate, just uh, give them a call. Go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Feel free to call. 20 <laughs> acres would and- yeah, 20 acres yeah. would help, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. That would be a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you girls are great. We know God we has a plan, you. and we're excited. He does have. Yeah. He does have. Well, thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for being with us today. And uh, that's Freedom Reigns Ranch. We've been talking with Carissa Ramsdale and Rachel Cabs. Thanks, girls, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, y'all. I really appreciate it. It's it's been a joy. Yeah. Yep. It has been a joy. So we'll be back in a minute to talk more with Bobby Bell on Saddle Up America. But right now it's time to hold your horses with Carolyn Sales. We'll be back.
Another great week. I can't believe those two hours just flew right by, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Well, we always enjoy talking with uh, with Alan and Jill Kirkham, and uh, and then Carissa and Rachel were great. And be sure and check their website out, uh, freedomreignsranch.com. Donate to that you can if you can, and uh, great work they're doing. I'm going to have to go out and see those girls. Mm-hmm. Too far from where I am, so we'll try to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, the Mustang the Mustang Discovery ride started uh, two days ago, and so we had those oh. young ladies on. They're riding 5,000 miles across America to help uh, adopt 5,000 wild Mustangs. So you can follow their journey, and that's at um, MustangDiscoveryRide.com. And they're also on Facebook, <clears throat> excuse me, but they have started from Delaware and they're moving all the way out to the, uh, to the West coast will end their ride in about 13 months. And, uh, so wow. that's, that's man that started. And, uh, and I understand mm-hmm. they're going to come down here to Nashville. So we're going to try to do something with them when they're down this way, maybe in December, first yeah, part cool. of January, when it's getting cold out there, you know, Mm, mm, yeah. We'll, we'll do some clinics. Uh, Robert Redford has a movie called Mustangs. We're going to be premiering that with Lisa Dearson with the Equus mm-hmm. Film Festival. And uh, so there'll be a lot of good stuff. They're going to be premiering that movie all along the, the route as they go across America. That's oh, pretty cool. fabulous. Pretty cool. Uh, seems like there was something else that I was going to talk about today, but I can't remember what it was. So I guess I'm just going to turn it over to you and see what's going on with Out West. (laughs) Uh, Well, another week of adding things to the website as we go into fall. And as Gary mentioned, you know, it's not too soon to talk about Christmas. And if you're paying any attention to the news, um, there are anticipated shipping delays that are going to happen. 
uh, not to be a downer, but, you know, be proactive. Um, we're hearing and reading all kinds of things about challenges with imports as well as shipping. So it isn't too soon to be thinking about this. Um, we've just added flannel and corduroy shirts and hoodies for men. Some of them are lined with um, faux fur Sherpa, so they're really warm and comfy. And for ladies, um, new tops from Liberty Wear. And right on our homepage, if you scroll down to the bottom to Purveyor's Picks, and that's outwestshop.com, you'll see some of these items, including a Rhonda Stark beautiful wrap. Um, Rhonda Stark shawls are fabulous, and we actually have one in stock that's in the October Cowboys and Indians uh, magazine in the Rhonda Stark ad. So, um, so check us out and and use coupon radio and receive some money off your order. And let's get you set for fall and holiday. All righty, all righty, radio, radio. That will save you some money. Yep. And uh, again, radio. it's not your ad. And I, and I tell you, you need to order uh, as early as you can uh, both Christmas music and merchandise from out west because I understand there are going to be some delays with the U.S. Postal Service in getting stuff. So yeah, they announced a, lot of a these, whole new schedule, a, a whole new shipping schedule. So yeah, you, yeah, you really yeah. do have to. <laughs> and these, these artists use media <laughs> mail to get their material out. So go ahead and get that done. Well, we want to. Oh, mm-hmm. I know one of the things we want to say. This is National Podcast Day. You know, we've had National oh Sunday and National Daughters that? Day. Today is National <laughs> Podcast Day, so you, of course, are listening oh. to the show live right now. But uh, Equestrian Legacy Radio is available in a podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. And I think there are two or three more I'm just not aware of that are different podcasts for the show. But you can find us, and, of course, you can always listen to the archive shows at EquestrianLegacy.net. Well, it has been fun, fun, fun. Have a great time at the Bloom Fest. That should be awesome. We'll be looking yes, for Yes, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be looking for you to post some pictures of that. So that, that'll well, be a great we'll, time. We'll see. We'll, we'll hope for good weather. We'll hope for good All weather. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm headed to the Tennessee Honey Fest. On Sunday, and uh, and I just looked at the weather forecast. So we have beautiful weather here in Tennessee. We have been for about a week. It's supposed to be 80% rain on Sunday. So I guess uh, I'll have a number. Uh, of but uh, yeah. it's at the farmer's market. So in April, so a lot of that probably will be covered as well. So we'll hope for, we'll hope for decent weather anyway. Uh, next week, we have the lovely Miss Kristen Harris who will be joining us on the Campfire Cafe. She just won her first Wrangler Award last week. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. so entertainer of the year for a couple of years. She's a talented, sweet young lady. And will be joining us as well as Randy Rasmussen with Backcountry Horsewoman of America with Saddle Up America. We want to remind you, as always, tune in on Thursdays. Invite your friends to join us. It's at equestrianlegacy.net to listen to the shows live. And if you climb in the saddle, get ready for the ride on Equestrian Legacy Radio. I picked out this last song for my dog, Sam. Because, you know, we <laughs> we, we adopted we adopted Sam a couple of months ago from the National Humane 
Association, and he was just a little guy. And now he's yes. about to outgrow his crap, and he's getting big, and, and he's going to be a hoss. But this is one for Sam. It's called Good Dog. It's by Dave Stamey. And we will talk to you next week, Bobby. All righty. See you next week. I got a good dog. Follow me everywhere that I go. A friendly dog. Glad to know everybody that I know. The truck's his favorite place with wind in his face. Makes his big part race. He's a happy dog Thumps his tail Every time I come in sight Not a yappy dog Barks a little He don't hardly ever bite He don't work no cows Never did learn how But I take him along anyhow Cause he's a good dog Getting a little gray around the muzzle And again, so am I When I'm blue and life has got me puzzled He puts his chin on my knee And he looks me in the eye He's my dog Right there any time I need him Mighty fine dog Always ready for me To get up and feed him He helps me with the chores And he lays there on the floor In case I want him for something more Cause he's a good dog Getting a little gray around the muzzle But then again So am I when I'm blue and life has got me puzzled He puts his chin on my knee and he looks me in the eyes I got a good dog Follow me everywhere